So I've been doing a lot this week. And one of the things I did was I got to go to my first ever charity gala. And it was black tie. So I finally got to wear one of my many, many evening dresses that I've accumulated over many, many years and actually got to go to an event to wear one and didn't have to pay hundreds of dollars to get there, which by the way, reminded me a lot of why people would say and why I've noticed the legal field being exclusive. And I think other fields might operate in this way too. So when I was in law school, they had a yearly event called the Barrister's Ball. So this would be a way if you were a law student, you could go to this event, you could meet attorneys, network, do a lot of things for your career. You got to wear a formal gown because it was also a black tie affair. You got to have, I'm not sure if it came with dinner, but I know you definitely had the opportunity for dancing. And at the time, for most of law school, I had a boyfriend, but my boyfriend did not attend that school. However, he was a student. And I remember with this ball, the tickets were actually affordable if you were a student, but if you were not a student and you couldn't get that rate, those tickets were quite pricey. I forget the exact amount, but I remember it was hundreds of dollars. It was like this amount that I was like, why the hell do you assume everybody's going here with a lawyer? And I was thinking, okay, my husband, the guy I ended up eventually marrying, who was dating me at the time, he was in library school. And he decided to be a public librarian, so they make even less money than all the librarians in the entire field. And I was like, why should he have to pay hundreds of dollars to go with me as my date? And why should I not get to go to this event with my boyfriend? And he's either got to pay this money that he doesn't have and that I certainly don't have, or I have to go dateless and go hang around law students and lawyers where typically I'm not exactly treated all that well. So to me, it felt very exclusive and it was unwelcoming to me. So personally, I didn't consider that an inclusive environment. I think one of my, I think my roommate may have gone to that one year, but it's like I didn't know a lot of people because I was in the evening section. And I think a lot of the people in the evening section, you know, had professional jobs. They had families. One of them had just gotten married when I was over in law school. So it's like these people have real things going on. Why should their spouses have to pay hundreds of dollars for tickets when they're here in law school trying to increase their income more likely? And some of these people might not have a bunch of money. So again, that's another good issue. You're excluding these evening people as well who are probably working their butts off trying to take care of their kids, doing all kinds of stuff. So how's that fair to them? How is that including them? I think there should have been another level I didn't really go and pursue it and discuss it because my ex-husband was not really a dress-up kind of guy. It was one of these things where he's kind of reluctant to do it. But fortunately, I have a friend who invited me to this charity gala, and he is a guy who will rock it in a tux, and he'll do it. So I got very lucky there. Very fortunate. So I'll tell you this. One of the things that if you've not had evening gowns and you don't have a lot of money, you may be wondering, how in the hell did you get all these evening gowns? Well, one of the ways I got them is because I'm a freaking girly girl. So sometimes I bought dresses for ridiculously, you wouldn't even believe how cheap they were prices. Like one time I went to the store in my local mall called Maurice's. And if you manage to find one in a current Maurice's, I'll be very shocked about this. And in fact, this particular find was surprising to me as well. But shortly after I graduated college, I went to the mall one day and I was going through shops as I normally do. And I went to Maurice's and I happened to see this white evening gown which had the nice flowy bottom, was strapless, had silver sparkles on it. And I went to try it on, it was my exact size. So I tried, out, I tried it on, it was actually on the clearance rack and it was marked down to $20. And 
that was still a big deal even in those days, $20, quite low for an evening gown. Usually there'd be an extra zero for that kind of dress, if not more. And in fact, I got my first evening gown when I was running for homecoming and I paid 50, I think I paid about $50 for that because I actually worked at JCPenney at the time and the way it worked with the employee discount was you got 15% off everything at the store. Might've been 20, but it was like 15, 20% off. And you got 40% off anything you could wear to work. And the funny thing is I saw this evening dress and it was basically this long gown where it was this dark gray and silvery and it was black on top and then it had these connecting little straps. And I saw this dress, thought it was awesome. I think it was going for about $100 or so sitting on the rack. And I got to pay about $50 for it because of my employee discount. And it was very bizarre because I expected maybe like the 20, 15% off that I was supposed to get, but I got the 40 because apparently the code was for the 40% off, even though it's this formal dress and you couldn't really get away with wearing it on the sales floor at work. So lo and behold, I got that dress. There were a couple of other dresses I got at random. Like I got a dress that I wore to get married, which by the way, I got married in a black evening gown. That's actually the one I wore to this event this past week. And it came with a scarf, which by the way, if your relationship was happy, came in very handy the day of the wedding. Cause I had these faded hickey marks on my neck and I showed them to my sister and my mother. I think like they noticed them. I made comment about it. So I just draped the scarf in a direction where you weren't in, where you wouldn't be able to see them. So nobody would ask me questions about them and I didn't have to put makeup on my neck, which would have looked a little weird because then you have to put makeup on your entire neck. And of course, putting makeup on on your face goes without saying the day of your wedding, but yeah, having to do neck makeup too and then figuring out, okay, do I have to put makeup now where my cleavage is on my chest? And it just felt like if you put makeup on there, it just starts a whole chain that you don't really want to go down. So I just did the scarf. And believe me, it was very helpful to that. I didn't have a veil or anything. We just got married at my ex's parents' house in Long Island. He had a friend who officiated. I made my colors black and purple and I picked Friday the 13th to get married. And you may be asking yourself, why did you pick Friday the 13th? Why didn't you pick a romantic day? Well, I didn't pick Valentine's Day because I figured I'd get ditched at the altar for sure. And my ex-husband said he would not get married in a church because he claimed, and I don't know if this is true or not, but he said, I'll burst into flame if I walk into a church. He was this agnostic who had grown up Catholic and his mom was like super Catholic and apparently even taught his religion class when he was a kid. So basically he went through confirmation and then said, no more, I'm done with this. And by the time I met him, it was definitely hardcore agnostic. He wasn't really into the whole religion thing. So I was like, you know what? I don't have a dedicated church or anything. Not a big deal to me. Not going to, you know, I wasn't Catholic. So it's like, no, we don't have to worry about that. So a friend of his was able to officiate. We just went and had a nice dinner in an Italian restaurant near there that his parents found. My parents, my sister, my oldest nephew came, I had my sister stand up with me. My ex had more friends of his who came to this thing and my sister had a purple dress on and I had this wonderful black and purple bouquet of flowers, which I thought that was cool. And I was very happy about the stylistic detail of that wedding, even though the marriage ended up ending, but that wasn't for almost seven and a half years. So that'll tell you something about whether that's bad luck or not. You could speculate on it all you like, but I happen to like my choice and I still stand by that choice of wearing black. But I chose to wear this gown because I felt like, okay, it's elegant. It has the scarf and it's going to be a little cooler out. 
and it sort of has that muted elegance that you need for these types of events and it looks professional it looks classy and so forth and in fact i'm not even sure i've ever spent more than a hundred dollars on any particular evening gown that i've got i got one gown when my sister had her second wedding i had a gown that i think i paid 25 dollars for because i modeled it in a fashion show and it's literally the dress i'm saving to meet foreign dignitaries I thought it looked very great on me and I tried that one on and thought about that one but I was like eh I don't think it's quite the one for this and the sad part is I had to get all of my gowns taken in after I got divorced and I was living in a new place because nothing made me feel like a million bucks anymore and let me tell you if you're a girly girl or you're into evening gowns I think everyone should get that opportunity of feeling like they're a million bucks and if you've not had an opportunity to go to a formal event and wear a long gown and you are a girly girl you absolutely should get that opportunity and I think it's kind of BS when you're looking at a lot of these events and in fact I got invites to a couple of them recently but often with the bar associations or other organizations the tickets are like $500 to go for dinner to go see the conversation any of that for one person $500 and with bar associations in particular I'm like okay I don't like these people enough I don't know enough of these people I really cannot justify $500 to spend an evening with them no remember I'm the lawyer who doesn't really play well with other lawyers so it's like in my head no I can't justify paying $500 and possibly having a very shitty time I got invited to another one where it's $750 and I'm just thinking in my head, you know, part of me would be like, oh, I'd want to go and maybe I can make good contacts and all this. But then on the other hand, it's like, okay, that's $750 and I might be stuck in a situation that's too incestuous. And what I mean by a situation being too incestuous is that when you go somewhere and you don't know anybody, it's like everybody else knows each other. And everybody knows each other. They're in big groups and they're just talking to each other and nobody's really talking to you. And in fact, that's kind of the experience I had at this event this week. My friend and I were there and none of us really knew anybody and nobody actually went and approached us. And we did spend some time separated for a bit and that didn't even happen. And the thing is, I'm the type of person that I can go somewhere and usually within 30 minutes or less, somebody has approached me. Whether that is a man, whether that is a woman, whether whatever the context is, like if I can go, I can go to a networking event, I can go to any kind of business function I can go to a lounge I can go different places and within 30 minutes time someone will have approached me whether it's a guy who is interested whether it's some kind of creepy dude whether it's a woman who's being nice whoever it is and it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual some people are just naturally friendly they'll say hi how are you what brings you here that kind of thing and I don't mind having conversations with strangers my ex-husband on the other hand was the type that he wouldn't even engage if somebody walked up to him and said hello how are you I'm not that person I feel like everybody kind of has a value in life so if somebody does approach you you should talk to them because they may have a very interesting story or they may have something that they need help with that you're able to help them on or they might be an expert on a topic that you'd really like to know more about there's all kinds of reasons you should talk to people and I think part of that is the author in me and part of that is just sort of the idea of well we don't know who might need a lawyer who might need something I might be able to help them with or maybe they're gonna help me with something you know God puts people in your life and the universe kind of sets you in places whatever your preferences flying spaghetti monster what have you but I feel like people put you know things happen for a reason if you will so I don't turn down those conversations I will happily talk to people and if I feel like some guy is getting the wrong idea I definitely will let him know about it and that's sort of a curse if you're somebody who society considers attractive is that 
sometimes you got to deal with guys thinking that because you have intellectual common ground or because you have commonalities on different things, you're interested in them romantically. It's like, nah, just because we agree on nonsense in society or I don't know, we agree that the MTA sucks or that the local DA is an idiot, that doesn't mean I want to take my clothes off and have sex with you, okay? There's a fine line there. It's like big gulf of difference. But it's like, I would honestly, and I remember for years and years and years, I've been like, I would love to start going to charity gals. I would love to go to these functions because I love dressing up. In fact, when I was younger, I thought I would love to have a job where I got to wear an evening gown every single day. Because if you are wearing an evening gown and you're wearing high heels, nobody's going to expect you to do all that much. Because let's face it, you can't. Otherwise, you're going to wreck your dress. But I thought, yeah, if you were going to be a living mannequin, now that might be the one job you can do where you could get away with wearing an evening gown to work and you could do it every single day. Perhaps if you were an evening gown model, you could get away with it too. But I'm like, that is the job I would love to do. Just a job where I get to wear an evening gown, maybe even different evening gowns every single day. Because I find there's magic and I kind of find there's a coolness to it when you put on different types of gowns and you're putting on different dresses. I think it's just kind of fascinating to me. I don't know if it's like the primal princess thing or something. I don't know, but I don't know. I'm just one of these people. It's like I always appreciate the beauty of a dress. I always appreciate that stuff. And that's one of the things I was doing at this event is I always look at, oh, look how gorgeous her dress is. Oh, that dress is so cute. Would that dress look good on me? Hmm, maybe. I don't know. Or this dress looks so cool, or that dress looks so cool. Like, I saw one dress, and I was like, oh, the front part of that looks really cool, but I don't think I would wear it in this weather because it's so cold. Or I like this color, or I like this style. And sometimes I've literally complimented people on their dresses, and sometimes people compliment me. That happens. So it's like, that's kind of how women communicate with one another, I think, at least if you're more of a girly girl. It's like, we have common ground on, oh my god, your dress is gorgeous. Oh, your makeup is fabulous. Your hair is wonderful. All kinds of stuff like that. That's like how we can have conversations, I think. And I feel like with men, it's usually something like sports or perhaps the show Family Guy. Because I remember with my ex-husband, you could talk to him about Family Guy or you talk to some guys I knew and it's like they could have a conversation about Family Guy and immediately it's like they're best buddies right there. I thought, damn, the power of Family Guy, right? And I've seen it, but just not so much recently because I think the divorce happened and then I've just moved and I've had other stuff going on. So it's like not been the big thing on my mind watching Family Guy, but here we are. But I feel like not having everybody be able to have access to these types of events and getting to dress up and getting to have that moment, getting to have that night, I feel like that's exclusivity. That's something where you're not making people feel included. And I feel like it should be something inclusive. It should be an activity where everybody's allowed in there. Where if people want to dress up, if people want to go have the formality and they want to do that stuff, they should have access, absolutely. And I found that, you know, I didn't really get to have some of that stuff until I went to college with people who came from a lot more money than I did. And in fact, working in my campus's museum was very interesting because we actually did have museum openings where you had caterers making the food and we came out with the trays and people grabbed the food and so forth. Like I did that, I know I did that at least once at my museum where I worked. And some of those events were very fun because then people would talk to you sometimes. I remember this is how I met a photographer who said to me, you should be a model. And I had people say to me, oh, someone should do artwork of you because you're so attractive, that kind of thing. And I know they weren't saying it in a creepy, lurid, sexual way, but they meant it as a genuine statement of you're attractive, you're beautiful, that kind of thing. And there is a difference. 
But basically, if you've not had the pomp of an evening gown, I think that you absolutely should get to do that. I mean, if you're a man, you could probably do that too. We just have to find you some different undergarments and kind of make it look a little better for you, you know? Maybe find your friend who's a drag queen who does this. They'll have, they'll have a good on-point advice and tips on that sort of thing. Me as a woman, it's a little easier. I sort of know about it because I've done this a long time. And I worked in retail in high school, worked in the lingerie department. So I knew about strapless bras very early. And in fact, I ended up forgetting my strapless bra when I was going to this event. And I was like, oh, crap. But I'd had problems zipping up my gown and trying to get it all the way up there. And I was thinking, oh, crap, this looks like I've just gained a bunch of weight. And now I've got to get this gown let out after I've gotten it taken in. But since I didn't have the bra with me, I was like, okay, I can't help it. Fortunately, the dress is not one where it's going to be sheer in the front. So I don't have to worry about accidental stuff popping out, if you will. So I was able to zip it up and I was like, wow, I got the whole thing zipped up all the way to the top. So now I don't have to worry about the fact that, oh, I've got a scarf, even though I've got my hair up, I've got this scarf. So then it will cover up the zipper. And if somebody's looking at the zipper, frankly, I don't want to deal with them because they're a little too high maintenance and hypercritical and obsessed with things, right? I also got my nails done and inadvertently I ended up getting these jail, I ended up getting a jail manicure because I saw this pink sparkly nail polish and I was like, this is the color. It's sort of a dark pink and it went with my black gown and sort of my black motif. I was like, everybody's allowed to have sparkle at a formal event. This is allowed. So you can always have some sparkle. You may not want to go over the top with it depending on where you're going. But I feel like for something that's kind of muted elegance, you absolutely get to have a little bit of sparkle if you want it. So that was my way of getting sparkle and I think incorporating my purse that I brought and things like that of like, yes, we're going to have some sparkle, damn it. It goes with my jewelry. We're putting it together. So I got it done and I was like, okay, that's way more expensive than I had planned to pay. But I did save a bunch of money on the updo and I had a very nice updo in my hair too. So I was like, okay, we're going to do that. I was very fortunate to find a local place. So by the way, you can find things local, do it. I was very happy about that. So got that done. I also found some new job opportunities, have a few things going on there that I'm very excited about. I even managed to find an organization where I got to be a member of the board of directors. So I'm getting ready to do that soon. So managed to cut through that nonsense. So now I'm just hoping I cut through more nonsense and things kind of continue. My cats have been a little insane. One of them was trying to grab my mic cord earlier, but fortunately decided better of it. But honestly, I think if you want to make statements about, oh, we're about diversity and inclusion, I think you have to include classism in there too, and you need to fix that. And I think we need to make things like formal events. We need to make galas accessible to people who don't have money. Like make it accessible to the lower classes, then they will know how to act and they will get that moment where they feel like queen for a day, king for a day, whatever it is. They can network. They can have hand ups in life. You wanna do networking, that's one of the ways to do it. And honestly, deal with introverts too. I feel like we need to deal with that because I know definitely in the pre-pandemic world, it's basically been an extrovert world. I think in the pandemic, it felt more like, okay, it felt like the introvert takeover to me, to be honest. I don't know where we're at right now because I think more people have been like, you know what, we're done with this mask stuff. We are done with all the rules, the restrictions, the crazy, like even in New York, we're dealing with this. So I'm not sure where we're still at. It kind of feels like maybe we're sliding back into that extrovert kingdom and all the introverts are just valued, devalued and considered worthless, but we'll see. Time will tell us this, but basically just my waxing eloquently about the fact of evening gowns. If you haven't gotten one, there's definitely ways to get them cheaper. 
there's ways to get that stuff where you're not spending hundreds of dollars. And if you get an opportunity to do that, go to those events, especially if it's not costing you tons of money, take those opportunities, go do that stuff. You won't be sorry.